Welcome to The Extraordinary Life. I'm your host, Craig Walker. I'm the pastor of Upward Church and the author of the book, The Extraordinary Life. And I am so glad you have joined us today. Let me just say, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or watching on YouTube, let me encourage you to subscribe, to comment, to share, to tell somebody about this podcast so they can benefit from it as well as you. We are in part two of a discussion on emotional health during the holiday season. And let me just say that this will be true in June or July, even when the holidays are gone. The principles that we're talking about for emotional health will work any time of the year, but especially during the holiday season, these emotions are forced to the surface because of the expectations of the holiday. The holidays are uh, expected to be joyous and merry and wonderful, but the reality is for a lot of people, it's a blue Christmas and those emotions would not describe what they face each holiday season. So we've been looking at how do we get past that and how do we thrive, not survive during the holiday season. If you missed last week's podcast, let me encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast because we talked about things we can do to center ourselves on God to bring joy because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. In other words, when we don't have that joy, we don't have strength. So I want to encourage you to do that. And I thought what we would do this time together is that we would look at some of the holiday classics, movies, characters that are classics because the characters themselves resonate with us. And I mean, I want to start with the Grinch. I mean, that's where I'm going to start. I remember watching the Grinch as a kid and the guy that's green and ugly and has a tiny, tiny heart. And I think a lot of people identify with that character Uh, Maybe they know someone, maybe they are that person. But if we get into the story of the Grinch, we find out that he was that way for a reason. Something happened to him as a youngster and, and it resulted in just this bitter heart that was miserable and wanted everybody else to be miserable. And so his disappointment led to trauma and fear, uh, to pride and actually danger because he was, you know, self-destructive and destructive to others. And the reality is there are a lot of people in that condition that God wants to rescue from that position. Bitterness, the Bible says, is a root that will cause many to be defiled. So I just want to give you something to think about. If you have someone that you're having a hard time forgiving or bitterness is in your heart and you know you have bitterness, 
Maybe you don't want it there. Um, something that I learned when I was struggling with bitterness is the Lord spoke to me and said, bitterness is like a seed. If you take care of it in seed form, it's relatively painless to get rid of it because it's just a seed. But he said, if you leave this in your heart, it's going to grow the roots like a giant oak tree. And it's really going to have to be uprooted and it's going to tear your life up like a yard is just torn up when you take a big oak tree down you get rid of the roots. I mean, you just destroy the yard. You have to to get rid of it. And I want to encourage you, no matter where you are in that process with bitterness, don't let those roots keep growing. You make a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. You choose to forgive. Now, feelings will follow that choice and you may not feel that way now, but the Bible's clear. If you don't forgive or forgive others their trespasses, neither will your heavenly father forgive you. It's real clear. You can't make heaven with unforgiveness and unforgiveness is so self-destructive that it will turn you into a Grinch and you'll be bitter and you'll be miserable and you'll make the people around you miserable. That's what the scripture says. It Because of it, many are defiled by people that are bitter. And we have to guard ourselves when we're around bitter people that their cynicism and unhappiness does not rub off, rub off on us. So if you are struggling with that Grinch, bitterness, unforgiveness, Grow a heart like the Grinch did. And that'll start with forgiveness. Asking the Lord, saying, Lord, I, I don't feel forgiveness. Forgiveness is not saying you weren't wronged. It's just saying I choose to forgive. I'm not going to hold that person captive to what they did. Because the reality is the cell you put them in is really the cell that you're putting yourself in. You're putting yourself behind bars by your unforgiveness. They're out there doing their thing. They may be still doing that to somebody else. They're out there living their life and you think your unforgiveness is hurting them. It's not, it's hurting you. So I wanna encourage you, grow a heart like the Grinch. Another character that we identify with during the Christmas season is Charlie Brown, right? Peanuts um, and Charlie Brown, his character is a character of insecurity and no sense of self-purpose and self-worth. He's a worrier. He's concerned about uh, things that haven't even gone wrong yet. He expects a negative outcome from everything he does. And if that's you, I just want to encourage you to get in the word of God and begin to learn what God says about you. What Change the story that you've been telling yourself. See, the story we tell ourselves is self-fulfilling. If I, if I keep saying I'm worthless, uh, things never work out for me, Everything goes wrong. Anything I touch goes bad. 
it turns into a self-fulfilling prophecy and destiny on my life. I've got to start saying, regardless of what my emotions say, no matter what circumstances presently are giving evidence to, I've got to stop listening to that old story, the Charlie Brown story, and I've got to start saying, no, I am fearfully and wonderfully made by the Lord. God says he's got a plan for my life, a future and a hope, plans to prosper me and not to harm me. God says he's created works for me before the foundation of the earth. If that's you and you need help changing your story to what God's telling you and what God says about you, I want to encourage you to get Born for the Extraordinary, a book I wrote. It's on Amazon. And I'm encouraging you so that I have book sales. No, I'm not. I'm encouraging you because this book can breathe life into you and it will start reinforcing God's story about you instead of maybe the Charlie Brown story you've been telling yourself. And also you may have a loved one that needs help in this regard. This could be a marvelous gift for the holiday season to help them get through the holidays and start changing the story that they're telling themselves. Another character that we uh, identify a classic is Home Alone, Kevin McAllister. And Kevin McAllister, many of you know the story of Home Alone. Um, it's something my family enjoys watching every year. But little Kevin felt like he was always getting the short end of the stick. His family was against him. He wasn't valued. Um, he was seen as a a bother and just frustrated that he didn't control his own circumstances. That was Kevin. And the, it's a great story because, you know, when you're in that state, well, you tend to take everything good in your life for granted. You have on these negative lenses and you see the whole world is negative. There's nothing good. Everything's wrong. But in the story of Home Alone, Kevin McAllister, when, when he stripped the family and left alone, he begins to value and, and appreciate the things that previously he took for granted. And that's, that's what I want to encourage all of us to do this holiday season. Yeah. You know what? Your holiday season, your family, your circumstances aren't perfect. I just want to remind you, no one's, no one has perfect circumstances. I mean, we get this face, fake rather persona on social media that, you know, our life is from one highlight to the next and our life is so wonderful. But I just want to remind you that's all edited. We don't post our down moments or the bummer holiday meal we had with family on Facebook. We only paste, post the positive. So I just want to encourage you to take off those lenses, listener, and start listing what you're thankful for. And I promise you, there's, there's much 
for all of us to be thankful for. Someone is far worse than we are today, and we've got a lot to be thankful for. Another character, one that I like a lot, is Buddy the Elf. And Buddy the Elf, man, he is, he feels the pain of being a misfit, not really belonging, um, raised by elves. And then he finds his true identity, which is just a marvelous story. It's a crisis of identity. And that happens for so many people in their life. Maybe they have taken on the identity of their job, their career. You know, I'm the salesman. I'm the, you know, I work for Amazon. I'm the pastor. I'm, you know, that's, that's what you do. That's not who you are. And the problem with finding your identity and what you do instead of who you are is that you're not always going to be able to do what you're doing now. And then what do you do? You have this crisis of identity, which is what Buddy the Elf had. He, it was, it was a crisis he went through when he <laughs> discovered, I'm not just a tall elf. I'm a person. And that story is make believe, but it resonates with us because there's truth in it. And so a lot of people are sad and, and really having a hard time through this holiday season because maybe what other people say about them and how they identify them as a happy, successful business person with a happy family. They know in reality they're, they don't have a happy family or they don't have a great marriage and they're struggling with their identity. I want to say to you that this, the secret is to, to really find our identity in Jesus. Our real identity is that we are children of God, sons and daughters of God. And that's what we've got to go back to and, and work on and nurture and force ourselves at times to go back to and re remember that, man, more than anything else, what I am, I am a child of God. I was born for the extraordinary. God has a plan for my life. I'm not random DNA. God chose me, knit me together in my mother's womb, and he has a plan for my life. So some key things to do. And by the way, would you do this? I think it'd be a lot of fun of all those characters, Charlie Brown, Kevin McAllister, Buddy the Elf, and the Grinch. Which one can you identify with? Which one at times have you said, yeah, I've been a Grinch. I've been a Charlie Brown. Put it in the comment section. I think we'll encourage each other with with letting each other know, yeah, I've struggled with this at time. You're not alone. We're in this together. We say all the time, don't do life alone. This is the way we can do life together, even through technology, though we're far away from each other. While we may struggle with these emotions to some degree year round, the holidays are not the only time, as I said, that we may struggle with these emotions. So what do we do? The Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
That's his goal. John 10, 10, he's come to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. And the life he brings is joy. And Jesus, as his estimation, he said, you guys don't have enough joy. I've come that your joy might be full. Joyous Noel, Merry Christmas. That's God's desire for us, for us to have joy. The devil wants to steal it because, as I said earlier, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So he wants to steal our joy. So again, what do we do to fill ourselves with the joy of the Lord? We go back to the word of God. We start telling ourselves the story that God has said about us. And during these seasons of blue, hard times, when you feel lonely, when you feel depressed this holiday season, remember what God's word says in Psalm 34, 18. It says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Can I read that again? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. God dwells, Isaiah tells us, God dwells with the crushed. God dwells with the lowly. God dwells with the one. Thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity. I dwell with the broken and the contrite spirit. He can hang out in Hawaii. He can hang out in the Swiss Alps. He can hang out wherever he wanted to. But God says, I choose to dwell with the one who's bent over, the one who's broken, the one's, one who is crushed. That's our God. He can identify with your pain and your suffering. And he is near the brokenhearted, the one who is crushed in spirit. Cry out to Jesus today. And lean on others. Go back to last week's pod podcast. We gave you several tools to help you through this holiday season. Don't settle this holiday season with letting your emotions set the pace for the turn, how your holidays turn out. But be intentional and take charge. And if you do that, God will rush in. You take a step forward, he'll take 10. He'll rush in to help you. Submit your emotions to God. Recognize that what you're feeling right now is not the rest of the story. God has a plan for you. God has a great future for you. And find someone else to share your burdens with. Do life together with someone. Let us hear from you. Share this podcast. Let us do this together, guys. Let's really lean on each other during this holiday season. And let's have a joyous Noel. I'm your host, Craig Walker. Join us next week on The Extraordinary Life as we find the way to live the grand adventure.